Live. A-C-U. From the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. We, the people. Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio. Brought to you by the United States Gun Club. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Welcome to Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Thanks for joining us on this Second Amendment Tuesday. We've got a lot to cover on today's show. But I want to get it kicked off, as usual, with the Chicago Murder Report. So far this year in Chirac, number of people shot and killed 32 Shot and wounded 157, that brings your total number of shooting victims to 189. Total number of homicides, 41, so we're just into the second month of the year so far. Chicago already off to a great start in the what democratically run major city in the United States can have the most unsolved homicides in one year contest congratulations chicago you're in the lead once again and a favorite to win hey i want to tell you guys about the second amendment foundation they are a great organization you can find them at saf.org they're doing really good things to help support your second amendment rights to help defend your constitutional rights and they could absolutely use your support so go over there and check them out saf.org and see what they have to offer they're a really really good organization doing a lot of great work. Another good organization is Gun Owners of America. You can find them at gunowners.org. And another, again, another great organization doing really, really good work. No, neither one of these guys are the NRA, and I don't want to take anything away from the NRA because they do some pretty good work as well. But these two organizations are, are two of my favorites, and they do a lot of work in the background. You know, they don't get the media attention that the NRA does, so they kind of glide under the radar a little bit, but they're doing some really, really good stuff. And again, they could use your support. Uh, The Second Amendment needs everybody's support. If we think about what happened recently in Virginia, uh, the Virginia Citizens Defense League did an outstanding job of organizing the rally out there in the Capitol uh, back in January. Now, I've had some folks say to me, well, yeah, you know, they did it, but a lot of people showed up, but what did it really do? Because none of the laws changed. You know, Northam and the legislature out there are still ramming those bills and those laws down everybody's throats. Well, I'll tell you, I disagree a little bit because I'll tell you what it did do. It got people out from behind their computers. It got people out from behind their keyboards. And it got them up out of their seats, and it really brought a lot of attention to what's going on in the fight for the Second Amendment. And if nothing else comes out of this, if no other laws get changed, I think it's brought a really a national focus to bear on what's happening, the potential that when bad politicians get into a position of power and they have an opportunity to not only submit these crazy anti-Second Amendment bills, but you have a governor that's going to back them up by signing them into law, that's dangerous. That's dangerous for 
people that support the Second Amendment, that value their Second Amendment right. Hell, that's really dangerous for people that value all of our constitutional rights, because if they'll do it to the Second Amendment, they'll do it to every other amendment in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. So what's next? We've already seen encroachments on free speech. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy precedent. So we have to really be reactive to stop these folks from getting into office. And that means voting. That means voting in every single election that you have an opportunity to cast a vote. The vote is one of the most powerful weapons we have to fight against politicians that do not support our values, that don't support constitutional values. There's, there's a ton of things that go along with that, and, and we really have to be more diligent about getting out and doing our duty. It doesn't matter if it's a school board member, local city council, whatever it is. All of those votes count. We have to be engaged. We have to get involved in the political process. That's really, really what we have to do. We can't sit around complaining, bitching, moaning about this guy's going to do this and that law that posting memes on Facebook, reposting stories that somebody's already told. Listen, that that doesn't do anything. You got to be active. You've got to get out from behind the keyboard and you have to do something. That is the only way that we're going to make this happen. Listen, imagine for a second the intensity that and the, and the national attention, the focus, the spotlight. Think about how much attention Virginia got. Now imagine if all of us organized in a fashion similar to that every single month, in every single state, in every instance. Yeah, I know that that's not really practical, but as an example, think about the attention that would bring. Think about the focus that would bring. And some of these politicians, you know, these guys out in Virginia just got elected, but I promise you, Come election time, if we all rally around and say, listen, the election's coming up and there's 20,000 of us out here and nobody's going to vote for you, you're never going to see public office again if you don't get your head right when it comes to legislation and making laws that infringe on our constitutional rights. Politicians want to be in power. Politicians want to stay in power. And the vote or the lack of votes is going to push them out. They don't want to do that. Now, these guys in Virginia are really comfortable because they just took their legislative positions. They just got into office. So they're going to run over all kinds of crap because there's not an election in their near future. So they don't too much care if they piss off a few people here or there. But, I mean, come election time, you know, six, seven months ahead of election time, we've really got geared up. We've got to get geared up. We've really got to start looking at candidates. We've got to start asking questions. We've got to start looking at the people that we want to cast our vote for, the people that most closely represent our values, because that is the only way that we're going to win this thing. We've got to be... We've got to be proactive about this, not reactive. Now, Virginia's in a bad spot because a bunch of Bloomberg money came in there and flipped that state's electorate around, and now they're suffering the consequences because not enough people in Virginia got out and voted. 
if you've got 90% or better of the counties out there that have passed some form of pro-Second Amendment sanctuary city status, then that would tell you that the vast majority of the population of Virginia and the, the counties out there should never have elected uh, a Democrat, a left-leaning legislature. So how did it happen? Well, it happened because all of those people that are out jumping up and down about what's wrong now, a lot of them didn't get out and vote. And, and this is where we're at. It's an unfortunate circumstance, but it's not hard to see how it happened. If we don't get off our asses and get out there and vote for the right people, it's going to happen, not just in Virginia. It's going to come to Texas, to Oklahoma, Arkansas. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be all over. If you look at some of these other democratically run states and see what's going out there, all this crazy legislation, it's it's just downright scary. It's really scary. And you can't take the attitude that, well, you know, it's Texas. We don't live in Virginia. It'll never happen here. I'm sure the folks in Virginia, if you would have asked somebody out there two years ago, do you think this state will ever flip blue? They would probably say, there's no way. There's no way. Yet here we are. And and look what's happening. We just got to be aware. We just got to be diligent. And again, we got to be proactive. We can't wait until things go wrong to try to do something about it. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio, a Bullet Points media property. All right, let's keep it going. You know, two of the hallmarks of the anti-gun, anti-violence left are hypocrisy and ignorance. And we can find a lot of that in just about every anti-gun or anti-violence statement that we get from the left. You know, folks like uh, Bloomberg and some of these other guys lecture us about how we don't need a gun to keep ourselves safe, yet these guys employ armed security. That's a little bit of hypocrisy there. And then you have guys that, uh, you know, like... Beto O'Rourke or Sheila Jackson Lee, some of these other knuckleheads will want to come on and tell you about this gun, that gun, and the way that they describe the gun, you can tell that they have no idea what they're talking about, but yet they want to get up there and lecture us about what we shouldn't do and what we shouldn't own and what constitutional right we shouldn't be able to exercise. So that brings me to this next story. Remember I said hypocrisy and ignorance are my two favorite hallmarks of the left. So I want to tell you about a woman named Sparkle Roby. Yep, Sparkle Roby. And if you're like me, when you heard the name Sparkle Roby, you thought that's either a stripper, a prostitute, or a My Little Pony. Well, you'd be wrong. Well, actually, you'd just be wrong for the sake of this story, but I'm sure that there's a sparkle out there somewhere. Anyway, Sparkle Roby is from the Saginaw, Michigan area, and she is an anti-violence activist. Yep, doesn't want violence in her neighborhood. And recently, she organized a rally in which she got people chanting and she had a microphone and she had a little bit of news coverage so 
She made quite the impact, you know, the, the community activist, just trying to do the right thing, just trying to keep the children safe. And, uh, well, here's a little bit of it. I'll let you hear. I'm here today just because I want the community to come together and see some things like we see going on now. A couple of people that haven't been around each other, reuniting with each other. Like I discussed before, I talk a little bit. Um, discuss some ideas, some ways we, that people that have formerly been in gang situations have gotten out. Maybe they could tell someone else the secret to overcoming this street life. And it's very important to me, again, as I've said several times, I have five boys that's growing up in the same community that basically I just want a better future for. We shouldn't have to move to do that. We shouldn't have to move to get a better future. I'm hoping that it assures people that it can be done. Uh, it's just the choices that you make. And, and let them see that all the community is concerned about violence. That's just me and not when somebody get killed. We're going to step forward before a lot of different things start happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. So back uh, July 22nd in the Saginaw, Michigan area, Miss Sparkle Roby visited the Unique Styles Beauty Salon, I guess to get her her did, and apparently she got in an altercation with some employees there, or an employee there, and as witnesses stated, she threatened to return with a pistol, and indeed, according to prosecutors, that's exactly what she did. She returned to the location at the beauty salon, walked in with a pistol, waving the pistol around, uh, demanding to see the employee. The employee had already left, so a, a warrant was issued for her arrest, and she was picked up the next day during a traffic stop. And in an interview shortly after her arrest, uh, Roby said that she expected all charges in the case to be dismissed. And she said, quote, they're all false claims, and I don't know the person who filed the report. So now that arrest was back on September the 17th. Now her court date was January the 22nd. So apparently Sparkle had a little bit of time to reflect on her situation as she appeared before Saginaw County Chief Circuit Judge Darnell Jackson and pled no contest to single counts of felonious assault a felon in possession of a firearm, carrying a concealed weapon, and carrying a dangerous weapon with unlawful intent. So in exchange for that plea deal, prosecutors agreed to dismiss three other felony charges that would have resulted in a mandatory two-year prison sentence for Sparkle. Now, Miss Roby is no stranger to the justice system. In fact, back in 2015, she got herself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, got charged with two counts of witness intimidation for threatening a female witness uh, who was a witness in her brother's homicide case. Uh, uh, Brandon Sims was her brother. Uh, he's currently serving 26 to 50 years in prison for the 2014 shooting death of Keonis Mobley. So apparently the violence thing runs in the family. I'm sure Sparkle's next anti-violence rally will be 
just as productive as this one was. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio, brought to you by the United States Gun Club. All right, let's get back out to Virginia for just a second. You know, one of these bills that was circulating around out there, uh, among the eight or so that Northam and uh, the Virginia legislature out there had proposed was a safe storage act of sorts. And this bill said it would make it a felony to, quote, recklessly leave a loaded, unsecured firearm in a way that may endanger a minor. So, again, essentially safe storage. And in fact, uh, to kind of help bolster that, a spokeswoman for Ralph Northam said, quote, this bill will keep children safe from loaded unsecured firearms like Governor Northam's other common sense gun safety measures. It is something that everyone, including responsible gun owners, should support. Her name was uh, Elena Yermoski, again, a spokeswoman for, for Northam's office. So, She wants to pass a law that makes law-abiding gun owners follow the law. It makes a lot of sense to me. It's kind of a head-scratcher, really, because I know, as a responsible gun owner myself, and you guys know, too, out there listening, that safe storage and education and keeping uh, our children and really anybody away from a gun that is not able to be safe around a firearm... We know how to do that. We keep our guns safe. We educate our children. We, we, you know, we we act responsibly. That's part of being a gun owner. I don't need a law to tell me that. That is inherent in responsible gun owners. And listen, if that law passes, if it were to pass, and it, it, either you're a safe, responsible gun owner or you're not, and if you're going to be careless with a firearm, I don't think a law like that is going to help you. Now, it may allow for a path of prosecution on somebody that carelessly leaves a, a firearm out and it results in the injury of, uh, of a child. Uh, there's a possibility of that, but I think uh, I'm sure there's laws in Virginia about uh, you know reckless endangerment of a child, regardless of the instrument of in, you know if you drive intoxicated with a baby in the back, not in a car seat, then that's going to be reckless endangerment. That's just as bad as you know leaving a, a firearm accessible to a child. So I think what I'm trying to say, I, I say I'll say this that there are laws on the books already that are not firearm specific that would cover the prosecution of an individual who behaved irresponsibly and put a child or even an adult for that matter in danger. But it doesn't look like this bill actually is going to make it through. Uh, And we can thank two moderate Democrats, um, Cray Deeds and Chap Peterson. They joined with Republicans to defeat the bill uh, this past Monday. And they cited concerns that uh, law-abiding gun owners could be unfairly punished. And how about that? A little bit of common sense from the Democrats. So uh, some of these that are already on the table are limiting handgun purchases to one per month. Universal background checks. Uh, Universal background checks. Uh, And the dreaded red flag law. It doesn't look like the safe storage law is going to make it to Northam's desk to be signed into law. Also, there's a lot of indications that a bill that proposes the ban on assault weapons, including the AR-15, 
may not pass either. It may not have the support that it needs. So it's just taken a um, you know a few a few moderate Democrats to come to their senses and uh, and see that this stuff is is not what the people of Virginia want. It's not going to be helpful for law-abiding citizens, and it's not going to do anything to defer crime or mass shootings or any of this other nonsense that they'll have you to believe. So, you know what? I don't know that um, the protest made a difference or didn't make a difference, but I'll tell you, I'll say it again. It certainly got people's attention. There is no doubt about that. So, uh, you know, I applaud these moderate Democrats for standing up for what they think is is the right thing for the people of Virginia. And hopefully hopefully we'll get some more uh, modern Democrats to follow suit and, and stop all this common sense gun law BS that nobody wants, nobody needs, and it doesn't help anyone out. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio, a Bullet Points media property. A few weeks ago, I told you about uh, Joe Biden's expansive gun control plan. You know, the father of the gun-free zone himself, sleepy Uncle Joe, has a massive gun control plan he wants to put forward. And to help him bolster his credibility in his knowledge of the Second Amendment and knowledge of weapons and gun control and how all these things are going to make us all safer... He brought none other than John Kerry into the mix to back him up. Now, John Kerry has been anti-gun his entire career. He's been very outspoken, just like Joe Biden has. But uh, remember earlier I talked about hypocrisy and ignorance and how a lot of times folks telling us about what we should or shouldn't be able to do with guns have no idea about weapons and what they do or how they work, here is a really good example of just that. Now, this is none other than John Kerry at a Joe Biden rally talking about assault weapons. Listen to the genius of this man. I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a hunter. I'm a gun owner. Been that all my life. But I got news for you. I'm sure there's not a veteran here who would take an AR-16 with a long clip to go out and shoot a deer or shoot anything. There has no business. Joe led the fight to get those things off the street. Did you guys catch that? An AR-16 and a long clip. In case you missed it, here it is one more time. Who would take an AR-16 with a long clip to go out and shoot a deer or shoot anything. Yep, that's John Kerry, been a hunter all his life. So that qualifies him to lecture us about the dreaded AR-16 with a long clip. Who would take an AR-16 with a long clip to go out and shoot a deer or shoot anything. I always wonder why no one in any of these folks' campaign staff says anything to these people about what they're talking about. You would think they would at least be able to employ one person that would have some knowledge of firearms and say, look... Don't say that. That's not what it's called. Don't say this. That's not what it's about. But no, they just keep on going, and no one on their side ever calls them out. And I guess because, the only thing I can figure is, because they're talking to people that is that are just as ignorant about firearms as they are. So they're people that don't know what they're talking about, talking to people that don't know what they're talking about, 
trying to figure out what to do about things that they don't understand. And that's a Second Amendment and Second Amendment culture. So nice job, John Kerry, and you too, Joe Biden. Keep up the good work. All right, hey, I want to thank theguncleaners.com for sponsoring our show today. Be sure and check them out at theguncleaners.com. And if you need your gun cleaned, the Gun Cleaners is the place to go. They can do a complete disassembly cleaning. They have proprietary tanks, proprietary solvent, proprietary lubricant. They've got a process that is fantastic and is the absolute best in the industry. Check them out, theguncleaners.com. All right, you can also check us out on social media on Instagram at bulletpoints.radio. Check us out on Facebook at 2A Talk Radio. Also check out the United States Gun Club on Facebook. That's a great group of folks. And there's a lot of good pro-Second Amendment discussion over there. So if you want to get involved, that's a good way to do it. All right, that's going to wrap it up today for Bullet Points to a talk radio. We'll see you next week. Until next time, be armed, be smart, and be safe. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bullet Points to a talk radio. A Bullet Points media property.